I own a vacation. We out in New Rochelle, I own a vacation. Moving with Intel, I own a vacation. Now we in the groove, I own a vacation. We making money and moves, hey. Hello, Ionovators. I'm May. And I'm Bert. And this is Raymond Carapella. We have the luxury of having him today on the Ionovation Podcast Show to talk about his business venture. Absolutely. Really exciting. Um, Raymond actually uses one of the eight disruptive technologies, and he's going to tell us a little bit about it. Right, Raymond? Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, thank you for coming out. Yeah, no problem. So this is your first time on the Ionovation Podcast. you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll start with yourself and then start with like your business and yeah absolutely it is my first time here hopefully not only my first time hopefully there's more times to come <laughs> absolutely i um i'm a junior here at iona been here three years my whole time in college and i came up from tampa florida actually iona was on my radar as a smaller school right outside of manhattan which is ideal if you're not looking for that crazy fast-paced lifestyle of manhattan oh, yeah. itself but still close enough to one have a good program and two still be involved with manhattan so it's perfect balance it is it really is and i came up here and i've been loving it from the get-go it's quiet it's still fun it still offers good programs it has everything that you want in a school uh, i believe at least and also brought me great opportunities i met my one business partner here who then led me to my second business partner who then led me to my third one so everything sort of works out and i think i own is a great place to be if you're looking to get a good education in terms of finance, which is what my degree is, mm-hmm. but also be innovative now with the Heinz Entrepreneurship Center yep. being introduced. I think it's been really great for the school as a whole. Absolutely. Awesome. So uh, can you, you said you're, you have three partners. Yeah. And what do, you, what do you do? So my first business is Shotka, which is the art company that I own. Mm-hmm. And right now we're in the stages of just marketing for emerging artists or established artists. And we leverage social media in order to do that. We have about 100 artists on board with over 1,000 art pieces, ranging from $500 to $100,000. And what we do now is we market for them for free. Our service is entirely free. They give us their art pieces. We market. If we sell it, we get a 25% commission, which is significantly lower than the big ball players in the game. You have Sotheby's, Christie's, Saatchi taking... 50% 50% mm-hmm. commissions on wow. these art pieces, you know. I did not know it was that high. Yeah, that's so, take, that's yeah, a lot. That's yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah, they, they're stealing from these artists. But, you know, when the artist is, most of them, I don't, don't want to sound bad, but most of them are dead. But the ones who are alive and they're selling art pieces that are 500K, that artist is only walking away with 250000 It's absolutely. taking a lot out yeah. of their pocket. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. what we believe is the day of the starving artist should be over. You know, okay. we're all for giving it back to the artist and letting them really dwell on the fruits of their labor. Absolutely. And um, so right now we just operate on social media and we sell through there. We have catalogs, bi-monthly catalogs that we release. We send them out to 200 private collectors and we kind of see where it rolls from there. But our website should be launching within the next month. And when that gets released, you know, it's going to give all the artists free reign to pretty much go on, post all their own content, share it to all other social media platforms that they have, and also have the ability to, dis- to sell consumer to consumer directly through our website. Almost like in Amazon, but for high-end art pieces. Awesome. Yeah. That's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, am I right in saying that you 
mentioned or I heard that you're using like blockchain in? Yeah, so we are in currently in the process of experimenting with it and finding a way to implement it. And actually, we partnered with a company called um, Verisart, which is using blockchain to digitally um, ledger art pieces. You can send it in. We partner with them. So we're using their API, putting it on our platform. So anytime an artist mm -hmm. submits their work, it then gets put onto the blockchain virtually, and they could have a virtual certificate of authenticity put onto the blockchain. So anytime there's a sale made, it's going to be that sale ledgered, is ledgered and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and documented. Exactly. And can never go anywhere. Exactly. Ever. So every, <laughs> right? So every owner of that, that art would actually... Mm -hmm. um, would actually be like tracked and absolutely and it solves awesome. a really big problem in the art world because one thing that's been a huge problem is price transparency mm -hmm. in the history of where this piece has gone when you're a collector and you're buying a um let's say a, a dolly for example mm -hmm. you just bought you just bought it for five million absolutely. but you don't know if the guy before you bought it for two hundred fifty thousand exactly. fifty years okay. ago or he bought it for two million so you kind of want to know the past of this art piece. You want to know if it's been damaged, um, who's owned it, where it's been, if it's been in any big exhibits. Or harsh environments, the, that's exactly. huge. Yeah. These yeah. are the things you want to know and allowing it to be on the blockchain can prove to the new buyer that hey, it's been here, here, and here, sold for this much. So it's it's really awesome to see what blockchain can do for the art world and we're really yeah. excited to be on the forefront of that technology. In the yeah, that's, that's yeah. incredibly exciting. Um, so you said, uh, say, remind me again how many artists you have? I think I forget. We have a hundred with over a thousand art pieces. Oh, wow. Somewhere around a thousand. Yeah. It could be, I want to say it's actually like 950, somewhere yeah. a little bit mm -hmm. less. But a significant, yeah. I, no, I called a guy, um, he does databases for art pieces, and I told him I was in college, and he goes, you're in college, I, how many artists do you have? And I go, over a hundred, like nine hundred art pieces, and he goes, "Wait, what did you just say?" Nine hundred art. He goes, "You're kidding me. You're in college." And I was like, "Yeah. What is that? So crazy? Like, kid in yeah. college can't be out here driving." Absolutely right. <laughs> so that that was cool because we started with two artists, you know, mm -hmm. and it's been yeah. over um, probably a year and a half since we've really been actively trying to get artists. So to right. see Definitely. our artist yeah, yeah, yeah. base grow Growing by that, that much, it's yeah. insane. That fast. That's amazing. Yeah. And how's it working, like with partners? Like, how how do you? Uh, How's a collaboration working with partners? Like, do you so, collaborate with like uh, other third parties or? Yeah, so obviously we collaborate. We've collaborated with Verisart, and we're collaborating with ArtPie, which is an artificial intelligence for art. They're outside partners. We don't operate with them directly. We kind of okay. just use their APIs and what right. they know. My internal partners. There's obviously ups and downs with anything, especially in a yeah. startup like this. Of course. My first partner, John, actually went to Iona. Left now goes to Pace. He introduced me to Leo who is from Miami, who he knows, who was our artist, our first artist. And me and John were always on the same page with things. You know, Leo, he was more the artistic mind, not so much business oriented. So okay. we've had our ups and downs with him. Mm -hmm. He's still with us today. He has a less active role mm -hmm. as we'd like him to have, always because he lacks a lot of areas that we wish he would have. But he's still very useful in terms of developing Absolutely. designs, uh, artist outreach. He's our eyes and ears on the in the artist world, I'd say. Sure. And, and then, Sorry, oh, go ahead. <laughs> what inspired you to kind of pursue a business like this? Where did your interest in art come from, and how did you know that this is something you wanted to do? So I, um, I've always been interested in art, but I've never been artistic. Mm -hmm. I would sit there as a child <laughs> and try to draw, and I remember the look on my parents' faces. They try to tell you it's nice, yeah, but like, you could just tell by the look. No, same. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah, so that's how it was, and I was like, you know what? I am upset. I wish I could do it, but I can't. I'm going to find a way 
to be involved somehow. Mm-hmm. And I met Leo through John, and I was like, this kid selling art pieces that are $10,000, I want to be in on this. Mm-hmm. And he kind of allowed us to market for him at first. Okay. And then I started to really look at the market, do more market research. And you're looking at a 65, yeah. $67 billion market now, and it's on pace to hit $100 billion mm-hmm. by... 2022 I believe so there's crazy market capitalization to be made here especially on the online segment right so I was like I gotta get in this especially with like tracking it as well like just in Mm -hmm. databases and uh, whether it be with or without blockchain but yeah absolutely I think that's really exciting um I had a question I just forgot (laughs) (laughs) um that's right um what where do you see your like company in the next couple years in the next couple years Um, I'm thinking like three to five, three to five, or five to ten, whatever's more exciting. You I know, think five to ten would be. But it's it's hard to say where we could be because I know our competitive landscape. Okay. I know that when you're looking at Christie's and Sotheby's, there's they're massive. You know, they almost have a monopoly on the market. They're mm-hmm. the two biggest. They have so much of a market share that they could come in at any moment, either buy us out, do something just equally as disruptive as us, and take us over. And obviously being head of operations, I have to kind of plan for that. So at this point in time, all I can say is we're going to compete and differentiate ourselves so much to the point where they can never match us. So in in five years, I hope not to be as big as them because that's a little unrealistic with ourselves. I would say to be at least half the size of them and at least to the point where they can look at us and be like, these guys are competition Absolutely. now. And that's a big goal for us yeah. is to be a competitor in the art world. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. Exciting. Do yeah. you have any advice for any student entrepreneurs or people who want to pursue the entrepreneurial path? Just do it. <laughs> yeah, like, so many people come up to me and they're like, how did you do it? And it's like, just, just, just do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> do it. Like, you have, right now in college, one foot in front of the other. Yeah, exactly. You have nothing to lose at this point, but like, time, mm-hmm. really. If you think about it, it's the least amount of responsibility you're going to have besides classes and Mm -hmm. things like that. You have all the money in the world because Mm -hmm. unless you're paying fully for college and obviously money is going towards there. But if you have scholarships like I do, then all your extra income is going directly into your business, Business. which is very important. It's huge. You need the money. But when you're starting up, you know, it's kind of just small investments here and there. So I'd say just go after it. Anything that you want to do, you you can do it yeah and like fundraising like how did, did you go to like pitch competitions did you um do you plan on going to different competitions um, um right now we've had small private investments from either friends family you know that first round thing yeah, yeah friends absolutely. and family first so we've kind of been operating off of there obviously john and i have made a little bit of money doing uh side things so i think John and I together, without outside investors, have invested about 10K individually. And then from outside, I'd say another 10K. And we've been kind of just rolling off of that, plus small investments from being art pieces being sold, things like that. So we haven't gotten a really big investment yet. And it's because we really don't need to right now. There's no Mm -hmm. need to go out and get 500,000 because we don't need it. Don't we need we it. don't need to overexpand. And it's There's important no to, to recognize that and to mm-hmm. be able to measure what it is exactly. Your, exactly. So that's amazing. Yeah. I think our first outside investor gave us the 6000 and he was really pushing for us, like, hey, you guys need to practice. Well, obviously, we practice our pitch, but he's like, you got to practice it to the point where you can go pitch it and get a million-dollar investment. Mm-hmm. And we are like, yeah, we'll practice it. We'll get our pitch down, but look, we're not 
we don't need to go pitch that and try to get that money. Is no need. Yeah. Where would we put it right now? That's what we think. We look at each other. We sit there. We really try to think. Where would we put a million dollars if we had it? <laughs> like, it just baffled our mind that we could get that money. We're like, we don't even know what to do with it right now. Yeah, that's fair. So. So now we're going to jump right into our Gale Breakdown. So here are a few upcoming events that will be happening at Heinz. First, the pop-up makerspace will be happening Friday, November 2nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So pretty much just come. It's a collaborative workspace, and you can learn, share, and explore, and really get to know about yourself and what it is you want to pursue. And also, co-working happens every week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So make sure you join us. Yeah, in addition to that, October 30th, we're going to have a 3D printing workshop where you could actually learn about just 3D printing, how the technology works, like the different parts of a 3D printer, and um, the future path that 3D printer is going to pave. And that's going to be really exciting. In addition to that, we're going to have R&D Thursdays. That's just going to be a uh, session where we're going to research and develop ideas and uh, collaborate with other students. And basically, it's going to be a place to... Um, it's going be a place where we can, uh, you know, start getting engaged, get active, and uh, and start to get involved. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. In addition, Raymond, thank you for coming. Here's a hat for you, man. Oh, check <laughs> wow. that out. Wait, wait. I was actually going to ask earlier. I saw it. I was going to ask if I could put it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, Look at that. Wow. Fits right. beautifully. Um, uh, thank you guys so much. In addition to that, yeah, no problem. Uh, where can viewers get in contact with you or just learn more about your company? So you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at shotka.art. That's S-H-O-T-C-A dot art. And through there, you can send us DMs, email us, and ask us any questions or any inquiries on any art pieces that we have. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Raymond, it was a great time having you on I know. the podcast. Thanks again for being here. Thank you guys so much. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> of yeah, course. no problem. Hey, we really working, Gail Ventures the spot. Burton May got the podcast hot. We innovating, no debating, we creating. I innovators and I ain't never hating. We just worry about us and what we do. I innovation podcast show, get in tune.